0: Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Blessing Place Wesley Chapel. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear. And we would love to see you at our gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org. But God called me to um, start a sermon series on worship, praise and worship. I'm like, but why? <laughs> That's one thing. So understand that this is not a sermon on correction. Do you guys understand? Sometimes the word needs to be taught so that you're kind of going left, let's come back, realign. But this is something that I think our giftedness, this is our core value, and we have been doing that well. But I think what we do could use greater understanding of what we are already doing. Just deeper understanding. And so I want us to go through the next few weeks, just talk about different areas of worship. And tonight is going to be about praise because that's the first thing that people think of when we think of worship. It's almost praise and worship is synonymous, but it's different. But praise is one sector of worship. But I want us to consider why worship is so important. You guys probably already know because you guys are already do it so well. But I I was meditating on this, and maybe you had that encounter even tonight. When we worship God, when we are in true place of And worship means honoring God. It's giving worth to the worthy one. And there's no one worthy of worship than God, the creator of the heavens and the earth. There is none. God in heaven. When we are in worship, we are in sync with what's happening in heaven. There is unity that takes place in the earth, on the earth, that's happening in the heaven, and there is power in that. When we are praising God, we're in agreement with the angels who are in worship with God. Imagine the angels who are in the presence of the Almighty God, the King of Kings. The only appropriate response in the presence of God himself is worship. There is no other response. It's no Ooh, he's a good-looking. No, there is, oh, you know, all the prophets who were taken up to heaven, your only response is, whoa, God, I am a man of unclean lips. Oh, I am unworthy. There is no other response except worship when you're encountering the living God. And when we imagine, if, if um, you've read the book of Revelations and, and the Bible, the scripture of those who have encountered God in the heavenlies You heard them say over and over, laying down the crowns, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God There is praise, eternal praise that is happening. And so when the church, when the people of God on the earth are in praise, we are in agreement of what's happening in the heavens. And when we are in agreement with what's happening in the heavens, when there is the heaven collides, the heavenly model collides on the earth, and some deeper revelations happen. I love the song that we just sang. Heaven could not, I don't have photographic memories. So I forget lyrics all the time. I, in fact, I usually don't even listen to lyrics. But when we sang song where heaven could not wait, so you brought heaven down, something to that effect? You didn't want heaven without us, you heaven without us so you brought heaven down. Thank you. When we are praising God, sometimes we get that revelation of what's happening. God's heart. And he is coming. He meets us where we are. Uh, we pray the prayer, your, Lord, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, where heaven is the model, right? And praise is the door that brings the heavenly model to the earth. So, I want to talk about that unity with God. When we praise, that unity, that synchronization of the heavens and the earth happens. And it changes us. It changes us individually. It changes us as a community. It changes our family, our prayers, our actions. It changes everything that we are when we encounter heaven. And that is what we're going to seek after. Been in churches and I've served in churches where people believe that church is a religion. The church is a Sunday thing. The church is a program or structure, organization, institution, and it broke my heart because I realized they never encountered God. Because if you taste heaven, <laughs> Amen. When you taste heaven, you t- you know God. It changes you. So, this is about deeper revelations, not a correction. What we want is to think. I'm all over the place here. Praise is not something we just do for the sake of doing. It's not just the appetizer before the word. I would be very happy if we have praise like tonight, no word, and just fall on our faces and spend hours with God. But how many people come to church late some people, some not us. No. Visit a church, of the starting time to when the sermon starts, and all of a sudden the room fills up just before the sermon. What does that say? They think the word is more important, the teaching is more important than the praise. Some because they have not tasted. There's there's a shift that's happening within the church realm right now. We have lost. We have forgotten what praise is. So I, I, I want us to know that when the people of God are in unison with the heavens, it changes us. It transforms us. And when we are transformed, all our actions, we walk in faith. We walk in his favor, we walk in his blessing. We walk in just the goodness of God. There, and I'm not saying we praise for the sake of blessings. I'm saying the blessings are the byproduct of when we are in unison with God. So, okay. That's the heart behind why I'm going through this series. Let's first define what praise is. Okay. So this is my teaching portion. In the Hebrew, in the Old Testament, there are three words that, if you look at the book of Psalms, and there is a lot of, I praise the Lord, I praise the Lord, all throughout the Bible. But often that word in English, praise, is, is from three different Hebrew words, three most common Hebrew words, and one is halal, okay? Halal is a root word that is about making noise, Making noise. This is the root word where we get hallelujah, which literally translates praise God or praise be to God. Okay? It's praise, hallel, or um, Yahweh, hallelujah. And this word connotes about just praising, exalting in noise. Second word, yada. Yada, not to be confused with yoda. Yara means praise, but giving thanks or confessing, confession. Okay, yara. It's also associated with bodily actions, whether you lift up your hands or you clap your hands or you dance before the Lord. It is the whole expression, not just the verbal or the noise. It is the whole being of praise. That's yara. Zamar is the third word. It's related with playing or singing of music, instruments, tambourines, drums, whatever it may be. It is, zamar is praise with other tools. Now, all three words are translated as praise. And it gives the idea of giving thanks and honor and extolling the God in the heavens With expressions, and I want you to know this, all three words are out loud. All three words are noisy. (laughs) Some people don't like that. I've heard arguments and people say, you can praise God quietly. That's my style. You can worship God quietly. Because there's different ways of expressing our worship and honor to God. But praise is always out loud. I don't care how you look at those words and say it's quiet. It's about noise. It's about exalting. It's about the hands. It's about whatever you have been given to use it to extol, glorify God in noise. Have you guys ever been... Have you ever received praise quietly? Yeah, I have. And there's nothing wrong with that. There are times and places for quiet praise. Pastor, that was good work. Good job. We go to people, hey, pat on the back. That was good. I'm glad you came out. We privately, quietly praise individuals, and there are time and place for that. But I want you to consider there are seasons and time for quiet praise and louder praise, right? E- even in sporting events. I'm not going to talk about Buccaneers because he's, I'll get him too excited. Even baseball. The batter comes, hits a base. Clap your hands, pat on the back, good job, right? It's good. But if he gets a home run, the stands are up and it's always going to be noisy. Football, you get a screen pass, 5, 10 yards, first down, good, pat on the back, you know, high five, good. 60-yard pass that leads to a touchdown, those stands are going to be roaring. And you feel like Caleb, you'll be running around the block, <laughs> right? There are times, there are times for good job, quietly, versus a Super Bowl. Now, we... An agreement and understanding of the celebrations and the noise that comes from big celebrations like Super Bowl. And we know about championships, yeah. Yeah, we do. (laughs) This is Champa Bay. (laughs) But how much more to a God who created the heavens and the earth? How much more for a God who laid down his own life for you? How much more for a God who died and rose again? How much more for a God who says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go. And then empowers you with the Holy Spirit, enables you to go forth. How much more? Is that good job, Jesus? Or how much more is the God in the heavens of all creations and all angels bowing down, giving him the glory for eternity over and over? I never got that. How do you lay down the crown, pick it up, and put it back on, And right? For all eternity. Because he is worthy. He is worthy. Praise is the response of who God is and what he has done. And who is the Lord? Colossians 1:16 says for by him all things were created in heaven and on earth visible and invisible whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities all things were created through him and for him and he is before all things and in him all things hold together. God is the creator of the universe the alpha and the omega he is the beginning and the end out of love he created the earth. Out of love, he created the kingdoms on the earth, and he enabled and he made out of the dust his image. Out of love. And blessed him and her to rule out of love. Without him, all we are but dust. We are nothing but dust without God. If we come into recognition and remember who it is that we worship, the only appropriate response is praise. So all that we have, all that we are, is used for praise. If you have a mouth to speak, praise the Lord. If you have, if God has given you the hands Clap your hands, lift up your hands, shout for joy because he deserves our praise. If he has given you the brains that makes you smart, you should be smart enough that he deserves the praise. Right? Whatever you have, use it for the glory of God for praise. In this room, and I've had conversations with my wife. We're blessed. Do you guys feel blessed? I mean, you guys are walking in abundance, not just stuff. But some of you guys, you guys look good. I'll I'll say that. (laughs) But I (laughs) I see talent. I see favor on some of you. I see some of you guys with understanding and wisdom. I see resources that God has poured out on you. We are blessed. And some of us, when we do things, we don't do things half-hearted. We, get, we do everything to excellence. And you guys know, some of you, who you are. So when we praise the Lord, our gifts, resources, talent, is all for his glory. And if we give his excellence in other things, how much more? In praise. God deserves our worship. Not because of our circumstances, but for who he is. Worship is giving worth to the worthy one. Worship is the act of giving him value, understanding his value, recognizing his value. He is worthy. So if we're truly honoring the Lord... In worship, we must praise. We have to give praise because he is the greatest one. And it's worthy of shouts and dance, going beyond what our personality says we are. Worship and praise is the act of going beyond who we are for the sake of who he is. So what are we to do? We are to worship the Lord with all our hearts. All our might. You know, it, again, I want to just talk um, my observations. Not a correction, okay? But there has been this trend in the praise music industry and church and i just want to give you an observation not saying it's right or wrong i'm just giving you an observation okay but i have noticed that the the praise music even has been changing over the years where the style of the praise music has been very narrative uh, storytelling unlike years before where the rhythms and rhymes of the lyrics were so simple that you could follow and you could pick it up and you could sing along. Nowadays, i see a lot of churches, again, this is not wrong, just my observation. We hear a lot of popular song that was played on radio by popular Christian artists, great people of God. They're, I'm not saying wrong, about, but it's being played into the praise portions where these songs are not the rhythmic their narrative, their storytelling, it's good to hear, and but hard to sing. You guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So what's been going on in the culture of the church, especially with the larger churches and such, is that the band's been so good, people come, and the music is so hard to sing, people stop singing, and they're listening. Again, there is time and place for all of these things. It's not wrong, but the trend has been Some reports, depending on the sources, it's like 30% of the church are singing praise. Meaning 70% are not. They're coming to be blessed and be ministered by the band and the music because sometimes the lyrics do minister to us. I completely get that. There are times and places for that. But then people have become consumers in the church where they. somebody actually said, I didn't like worship today. And, you know, when Pastor Francis, and I know Pastor Caleb has told this, when Francis Chan heard that, he goes, it's okay. We're not worshiping you. Worship is not about us. It is about honoring God. But how much that the culture has shifted where people come to church and think we're consumers. I want to be blessed by the church. I want to be blessed by the message. I want to be blessed. I come to receive not to give unto the Lord. And we have a backwards, you know, mentality. We have shifted in the church where people stop coming to church to honor God, but they have come to be honored or receive. It's a shift. Again, all those songs and the lyrics, they're powerful. When I listen to it, it ministers to me. But as a body of Christ, when we come to honor God, give on to recognizing who he is and praise out loud, not just listening, out loud, joining with the angels, something happens. There's a deeper revelations of the heaven coming down and inviting us to the heavenlies and God's will is done in our life. You know, um, thank God that I know Our church loves to worship. (laughs) I know. Oh, gosh. Praise God. I'm so grateful to be part of this body of Christ because it's been such a privilege, even in the life group. Our very first life group, and I've shared this with our our pastors. Our very first life group, and if you guys have never joined our life group, you guys need to join. Okay. Our first life group meeting, and we're, life group is our small group. Our very first meeting and I've led leaders, I've led groups, and because of time, there's like structure that I, I follow. And we had our song. I picked up a couple of songs on YouTube that we could just sing along and all these things. Here's our group. This is our church. This is my testimony. We start out sitting, singing. Next thing you know, while we are singing, people are jumping, people are standing up, lifting up hands, right? And I had to keep raising the volume on the TV because people are singing more and more. Then the people in the back are, like, up dancing, raising. If they had flags, man, they would be all over the place. That was our first meeting. I had two songs prepared. When the second song ended, people were like, "Oh." They, want, they didn't want it to stop. That's when I realized, this is a good church. I love this community. Because it's not about the program or what we have set up. They just want to love God and honor him in praise. When we praise, God is doing something. And I believe God has planted this church in Wesley Chapel with worshipers. This is, I really believe this is the core group and you guys have been consistent coming. And it didn't, And we've been saying this. Even though we have been smaller in number, especially after the football season started, <laughs> on, the, on the Sunday nights, We never felt lacking because we encounter God every weekend in praise. And God is starting his church with people who's after his own heart. Those who are in pursuit of his glory, his power, his presence, because that's what praise brings. It brings the heaven to the earth. Did you know that our attitude towards worship dictate our spiritual life and victory? Let me say that. Our attitude towards worship dictates our spiritual life and victory. How you view praise and worship dictate your heart and your life and how you live. Because praise is the outward expressions of your inner heart. It's a heart level expression. It's not something that we do to pretend. It is the outward expression of our heart's intent. And how you view praise and worship, what you think about it, determines your victory you will have. Whether you encounter the heavens or, or not. Depends on your view of it. Because often people who have a wrong view will see their circumstances and that dictate their heart of worship or praise or lack thereof. Because we worship not because of the circumstances, but who he is. There was a little boy, I think there was at a camp and there was a pond and the full moon bright lit and they're seeing the reflection of the moon on the pond. And a friend beside him took a rock. Skipped it on the, uh, on the water, and the ripple changed, and you could no longer see the reflection because of the ripples. And the little boy says, oh, where's the moon? And the older boy said, when you can't see the moon, stop looking at the pond, look up. Too many of us look at our circumstances and say, I can't see the moon. Look up. The moon has never changed. The moon has never moved. God never changed. God has never moved. It's our focus. It's our perception, our our view. Praise allows us to see God in the heavenlies, not based on our circumstances. When all you see in your life are your circumstances, stop. Look up. Praise. Because God hasn't changed. We worship not for our circumstances, but who he is. And he is the immutable, unchanging God. The problem with many people in regards to praise and worship is that it's not that God fails to be good, but we fail to see the goodness of God. we get distracted. Oh, I get distracted. <laughs> oh, that's a lot. too much confession there. All right. We get distracted by the accidents that happen. We get distracted by the words our coworkers tell us or the our boss who speak negatively of us. We get distracted by that car who cut us off and said you were number 1. We get <laughs> distracted. We respond to what we see, what we feel, and we lose sight. When we praise God, you can't look at your boohoo's. Just this morning, oh, I was ministering. I went to uh, the TRP Tampa, and sometimes it's just good to go, not to serve, but just to just to worship, right, in freedom. And, and there was, while worshiping and singing the songs, the lyrics were ministering to me. One was, everything looks small. Even the mountains look small from heaven. That's a perception. The other lyrics that ministered to me was about circumstances and about fear. And I was concerned about some things, and while I'm praising God, I could not be afraid of those circumstances. Because the lyrics were prophetic to what God was doing in the heavenly realm, that I was just coming in agreement with God. I could no longer look at my boohoos and be focused or be in fear. Do you understand? You can't praise God and be concerned about your boohoos because your focus is on God and the heavens and, and you agree and prophesy of what he's doing. And then it's like, what is these boohoos? What why am I even afraid when you realize who God is? You can't declare his goodness from your heart and focus on your boohoos. I, I imagine. Just one example. You read book of Revelations. Or you, or I'm going to read book of Revelations 15.3 for you. Imagine the angels and the elders crying this out. And you are praising God and coming in agreement with what's happening in heaven. Okay? Try that. Great and marvelous are your deeds, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, King of the ages, Who will not fear you, O Lord, and bring glory to your name? For you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship before you. Imagine you're declaring your praise, your worship, and you are coming into an agreement with the angels, with the elders in the heavenly realms. How can you think about anything else? Really? Your work? Your relationships. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to downplay the heavy circumstances that you may be living through. But when you encounter and agree to what's happening in the heaven in praise, the prophetic words, and and I say the Bible is prophetic words. God's words are prophetic words. When you come into agreement, everything's overshadowed. Praising God changes people from the world to his glory. If you want to have the mindset of God, mindset of Christ, if you want God's perspective in your life, praise the Lord. You will be transformed. You will change. You will start having different opinions. You will see things differently. You will act differently. You will pray differently. You, do you, just an example. Do you know why sometimes our prayers are not answered? That's part of it. Sometimes we pray, and I I have done this many times. I pray for my will to be done, not his will. There were times, Lord, I know what you told me, and I know what you want from me, but I want this. Will you bless me in this? And we wonder why God doesn't answer everything that we ask, because we treat him like a genie in a bottle. But when we praise God, our perspective changes we become changed, we become transformed, and we start praying, not my will, but your will be done. Lord, what is that you want? I want what you want for me. We start to trust him and believe in him and and accept all that he has in plans for us. And when that happens, there's this synchronization, and we start praying what he's asking us to pray. And when we're praying what he's asking, he's like, I already, I want to give. Thank you for asking. We have to change the way we pray. We have to know what he wants, his will. Praise leads us into that transformation in our mindset. Do you know when praise has transformed you? When everything looked like praise to God. The the moment you realize, oh man, I have changed. These are some signs. Maybe you, you experience it. Everything is praise. Every reason. You see the sunrise, you see the sunset. You see the clouds, you see the clear sky. Everything is praise. Right? There is reason to praise God for every circumstance. Even secular songs become praise to him. So it doesn't have to be Christian songs, guys. Even secular songs become love songs to him. One one secular song, I, I kid you not, every time it comes on, I'm praising God. You guys remember Rod Stewart? Okay, so young people, sorry. Rod Stewart, this spiky, he's like in his 70s now, I think. I don't even know. Old, and yet he's energetic. But anyways, popular in the 1980s, but there was this one song that he sang, and every time it came on radio, I started praising God. And and I'm not going to sing it, but I'm going to read the lyrics. Have I told you lately that I love you? (laughs) Have I told you there's no one else above you? You fill my heart with gladness, take away all my sadness, ease my troubles, that's what you do. For the morning sun and all its glory greets the day with hope and comfort too. You fill my life with laughter. And somehow you make it better. Ease my troubles, that's what you do. There's a love that's divine. It's yours and it's mine. Like the sun. And at the end of the day, we should give thanks and pray to the one, to the one. Have I told you lately that I love you? Every time that song comes up, I'm, I don't even know who he wrote it for, who he's thinking. But whenever that sun comes up, I can't think of anyone except God. Really. Like, read the lyrics. Morning sun glory. There is no greater love divine. Come on, that's only Jesus. Rod, you got it right. He should be a praise leader. When we praise God. We are changed. And when we are changed, we see more reasons to praise God. And as we praise him more, the more he changes us and more he blesses us, the more he pours out his heavenlies to our life as a cup that overflows into the communities. Everybody becomes blessed because we overflow onto people we are near. You know, there's an illustration that I heard years ago. We're like all buckets. Okay. If you fill your life with remorse, bitterness, anger. If somebody bumps into you, what's going to spill out is all the bitterness and the anger that you had of all the other people and the pains that you've received. Okay? That the bucket. What if you are filled with love, God's love over and over. If somebody bumps into you, you can spill love onto them. Praise is access to God's love. Praise is being filled with the heavens and coming to agreement of all the spirit and all the will and all that God wants to give to you as individuals, give to us as a church, give to us as a family, as the body of Christ, into this community. We need to be buckets of God's love to be spilled out and it transforms. We say lost be found, found be free and peace to reign. We have to be buckets of love. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Blessing Place Wesley Chapel. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear. And we would love to see you at our gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org.